That when I first heard this song, it's weird. It's so weird, but I do. This shit became a hit like overnight. <laughs> Return of the Mac. He had a whole comeback with Bur- Burger King. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. That's right. Yeah. I think we had a conversation about what yeah, he came back did. from. <laughs> like, where'd he go? <laughs> Returning Mac? Where was it? Right. <laughs> That's what made it so good. That was a, that was the main question. Where where did but, the Mac go? Was he the Mac? I don't know. I, I don't even yes, know the words yes, of the song yeah. other than the the chorus. So I don't I just, know what he's talking about. I just about. know. Yes, I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm dating yeah, myself. Yeah, other was, than the chorus is yes, I do. I'm dating myself, but that was. Uh, a part of our senior year, uh, uh, I guess, Whoa, uh, song. Nineteen ninety-seven. That's why <laughs> I said I remember exactly where I was man, when that song that came out. Nineteen ninety-seven. That's it. Seemed like it's so much older than that. Though. Nah, man, I was right in the wheelhouse. Shit, <laughs> right in the nineties. That's right in the nineties sound of all that. Yeah, R and B slash hip hop, whatever that was yeah. that the Mac was doing. What was his name? What's his now, name? Now, now Don Mac Morrison. Oh, that's why it's Return of the Mac. But I don't know why. Oh yeah, because Mac. He the Mac. Okay, so he, he is, is the Mac, Mac Yoda. But we don't know where he returned from. I'm, a, no, I'm lying. His name was Mark Morrison. Oh, oh Mark. shit. No, nope. <laughs> maybe they call him Mac. Fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> is, is Mac short for Mark? <laughs> no. Or maybe he was thinking about the movie Mac and he was returning. Like it was like that same like thing. The Mac, the movie. So he was returning. Yeah, like the Mac movie. So he like, was Oh, that was Mac. the 70s in the 70s. Okay. So, maybe, so he's returned. Yeah, oh, I years okay. later. Yeah. He That's the only thing I can think of. Other right. Mark. Return of Mark. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banter Podcast, where the topic is the rocket and the brew. Well, that'd be the fuel. And I'm your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, legendary brew crew. What's going on, fellas? Hi. What is going on, say, everyone? Return of the Mark. <laughs> the Mark uh, Everybody's good. Everybody's good. Um, happy I'm Mother's good. Day for people who watch it live. Happy Mother's and Day, ladies. Yeah. On Tuesday. Uh, happy, happy belated Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. But, ha- yeah. but uh, I hope you had a great. Uh, Mother's Day and all that good stuff. Uh, this is episode 163 of Bruising uh, Banter Podcast. And so we do have another uh, great guest with us this afternoon. Evening. Uh, morning. 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 Night. Hey, Mama. Happy oh, Mother's Day, Mama. Happy, I love happy you, Mama. Mother's Day. I'll always love my Mama. <laughs> She's a uh, girl. Oh, I was about to say, all the way from, my, I guess, is it North Carolina? Yeah, uh, we have our guest, and she's shaking her head in, uh, in agreement. And <laughs> uh, North, welcome. We're going to welcome back to the podcast, Virginia from AKA Black Beard Chick. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome. welcome. Well, how you used the return of the Mac because she was on the show before? 
Yeah, that's that exactly what you're why I used it. You know, that was appropriate. That was appropriate. I'm here for it. That's my jam, Loki. That's my jam. Yo, it's everybody's jam. Everybody loves the Mac or the yeah, Mark. For some reason, that is uh, the party. That's the party starter, and it's Every been time. around for. He can't do anything else, but he can do that Mm-mm. one song. Has he done anything else? I don't know, but nobody wants to hear anything from him. Right. No, no, no. I would say he never tried. He never yeah, tried. I don't, he, he I don't even know if he had left. any other songs. Like, no, he never tried, Yoda. He never tried. The song is too perfect. The song is too perfect. But he went out of the studio and he blew up. Like he literally, song, he probably got a song in 2022. I would not be surprised. He probably got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for music. He said John, John Tolliver's son, so he don't got a. Uh... <laughs> is that for real? <laughs> nah, that's his, his name is Don Morrison. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> Funny. They do kind oh, of vibe oh, a little bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he could remake Return of the Mac. Yeah, he could. Right. He's looking it up, aren't you? He's, right. he's he does, it's funny because he had he had an EP called Trippin' in 2021. But what? it's it's 25. It looked like it's number 25. A return of the Mac mixes sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so the producer just said, we going to just vibe out. We don't even need him. <laughs> my, my favorite video is there's a comedian called Country Wayne, and I love when he dances to the song because he's just like, ridiculous and funny. But he be doing the craziest dances to the song. It's hilarious. I believe Return it. of the freaking Mac. I swear. Yeah. Rob was on that in karaoke one night, and I thought just like it was just the most strange, oh. yet oh. amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that, that's that's my new karaoke song. Yes, <laughs> that's that's a clutch. I mean, everybody knows the words majority. Right. Well, they know right. the vibe. They might not know right. the words at all. They, they know definitely know the yes, I do part. Yes, I know, do. They be ready for right. that. They know that, and they know the hook. You know the that's hook. all you need yeah. to know. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Yeah. Then you get them clapping after that second. Then when the second hook start, you get them clapping. You got them. Right. You may win the karaoke day. <laughs> uh, well, well we, once them. again, we want to uh, <laughs> welcome uh, Eugenia back to the yes, program. Uh, for me. Like I said, she's a returning guest. So she is a resident uh, member of the community, our community, our crew crew community. I don't, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I appreciate it. I was waiting to see where you were going with that. Yeah, too. I was, my eyes was me and Lou. We got, we got, we got like, I've never heard this. We've had a lot of meetings. We got to come up with the call returning guest or people in, uh, I don't know. We'll, Return, we'll work it out. Returning guests. Yeah, you got, yeah. yeah, but <laughs> you got to be like a, a whole collective. Like, oh, you are part of the some kind of community. Oh, Everybody like has nation. Wait, am I the first returning guest? No, I just haven't never nah, thought he, about what he to call. just thought about the names right now. Nah, he's he's free balling. She, she thought she had something going on. You see, it was the first returning. Yes, 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 you were. Yes, yes you, you are. are. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. You just don't gotta don't help go me feel special. I thought I was gonna go back and look at okay. no other episodes because you were right. like, I'm like the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody comes back on this show. Everybody can't be me though, so here we are. This is this is factual. Right. Well, well, before we get into all the good stuff, we always like to know what everybody's drinking on. So, what are we drinking today? Well, we start with our guest, Eugenia. What are you drinking today? I am drinking. This is a really cool can. Um, It's called High Top Hop, and basically, one of the local beer people here, his name is Marcus, and he has a high top. And so, this is him on the can. And um, oh, yeah, oh. he released this beer a little bit ago. It's a hazy pale ale, five point nine percent. Really easy drinking. So that's what I'm sipping on. Oh, nice, nice. 
You, you said, said it was a pale ale. Pale ale? 5.9, a hazy pale ale. Hazy. hazy pale ale. A hazy. Oh, nice. Could I see it again, please? You sure can't? You want to see the beer? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so politely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Can I see it again, please? It is it is very hazy. Man, I didn't get a I didn't get a good enough look. My my gaze was off. Can I see it again, please? All right. Um uh Lou, what you drinking on? Uh I finally got around to Funky Town. See what I oh. did there? What? Um you finally got the Funky Town? When uh Funky Town, Funky Town uh oh, do, 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 do. Yeah, <laughs> man, we've been a funky town and back, man. Like, what the? Just show the care. We know if it's funky town. I don't think it is. <laughs> Wait, no, that, that is that, that is, is uh, that is uh, Holocaust. Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't they got something? Don't hold on. Before I start going into this, don't. I, don't uh, so. I never even looked at the can. I just saw Coquito. Don't they yeah. got something like that? Who? I don't know, but I, I know that so. I know that's Holocaust for sure. Yeah, that's well, what are you drinking? It definitely, it definitely is because It says it on the back. It says it on the front. I just didn't look. All I saw was this. Bomba Nights. I think it doesn't matter because this is the Bomba Nights uh, Coquito inspired stout. It's rich, dark, and smooth. Like I said, it's a collaboration from Federation Brewing and Hella Coastal. Uh, It's a 16 ounce can. It contains coconut. It's 7.5 alcohol by volume. This is what it looks like. Mm. Very, very Mm. dark. Very, very brown. And does it taste like Coquito? It has a little coquito feel. It has yeah, a little. Uh, it doesn't have lactose in it, um, but I think if the lactose was in it, it would give it more coquito feel. Right. But uh, I think the seven point five would get me right, and coquito always gets you right after like, a glass <laughs> and a half. Coquito. So cheers. Yeah, this yeah, is because I want to say one of the brothers at Helicoastal said that um, that I want to say that the wife or woman somebody. or the can, his wife's mom or something. Oh, that's what's oh, right. Let me see. Well, it was like a dedication to her because she was, yeah, yeah. I know that. I know that it was in, the, the ingredients were inspired, but I don't know if it's yeah. can art. But I think I the can art was too, though. But it's shocking that they did that with no lactose because that you that creamy element. That's what you, yeah, for yeah. it. So it, it does have a creamy feel to it, though, but not as creamy as I think it would be with the uh, lactose. Maybe they didn't put it in there for a reason, though. Yeah, yeah it's but good it's definitely got, another. You could definitely taste, taste it. Yeah, you could definitely. You, the, the coconut is in there for yeah. sure. Yeah, the coconut. Hi, happy Mother's Day. Hi. Hey, happy Mother's Day. I saw you already. Um, uh, all right. <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, Not today. No. <laughs> Not today. What you, what you drinking on, yo? I'm drinking. I've been drinking. So I got this Imperial uh, Sour Ale right here. It's called Fruit Strike. Kind of like, remember, like the gum back yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, is it tastes better than the gum? Yo, that fruit strike gum you used to chew that thing for three seconds. It was chalk. It was, yeah. it was and it was dissolving yeah. in your mouth. Was this right? the zebra? Did it have yeah. a zebra? Yeah, yeah. 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 It was like yikes, stripes, fruit strike, oh, some shit like that, something. Though. Mm-hmm. But this is uh from uh, Magnified Brewing, and they're in uh New Jersey. Now where at? I don't know. Oh, Fairfield, New Jersey. But even the can looks like the the gum. The it gum does look like the gum. Yeah, for sure. It looked like they they uh, had a a collaboration with them. Nah, but you know how they got away with it? How? Spell fruit with two O's. Of course. Uh, <laughs> got him. English language is trash anyway. That's how you really supposed to spell fruit. That's the real way. Trash ass English. <laughs> got him. They said no. Rhymes no, with root. no. <laughs> Yours is McDonald's, ours is McDowell's. We got the McDonald's. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> we got the big Mac. We got the big Mac. <laughs> you got the fruit stripes, and we got the fruit stripes. <laughs> but I feel like beers like that are always like big hits. So it's so nostalgic. It takes people back to like their childhood. And you want to buy it just because of the can. That's like, right. Yo, that's so true. It's like it's like buying a T-shirt. I was right. like buying a t-shirt with Nintendo on it or some shit. I saw the right. and I was like, oh. <laughs> yep, that's what. That's why you bought it, too. <laughs> I don't care how this tastes. I'm buying it. But it's brewed with strawberries, raspberries, and vanilla. And this Ooh. comes in at a high 8% ABV. Wow. Yo, yeah. does it say uh, Does it say a puree? Like the type of how they put the fruit in there? No, at all? It doesn't. Nope. Some people be just like mm-hmm. dropping it in there and then some yeah. people be like pouring it in there. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to look it up. Okay, see. no doubt. But this is what no. it looks like in the uh glass. That's kind of it's hate. Is it hate? What, what was it? The hazy? It was sour. It was sour. It was sour. Sour ale. Sour ale. Sour ale. Yeah, so Imperial Yoda, uh I'm not Yoda, uh Rob or Eugenia. What does Imperial L mean? Do you guys have any education on that? No, I never high, heard of it. It's probably the high uh, alcohol content. Alcohol content. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That eight percenter. That's what it is. Oh, so Imperial just means it's going to have a higher alcohol content. Imperial stouts be like nine. I should ask you, bro. I should ask you, man. My bad, bro. I should have just asked you. It's your beer. No, it's fine. It's all right. But this is this is actually a really good L, right? A little good sour. Sour L. It's pretty good. Okay. It um is uh you can take some strawberries and a raspberry. Now I don't taste no vanilla, but I'm pretty well, sure vanilla it's vanilla is it's kind of like it's a yeah. flavor anyway. Yeah, but it's, it has the, the the sourness to it, just like any other sour would. But I would pass me another of these. It yeah. looks smooth. <laughs> is it thick? Huh? Is it thick? It's not thick. Okay. It's not thick. It's not okay. thick at all. Huh? Thick, all thick, right. thick, 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 thick. No, they it's don't thick. got them yams on. Huh? They got some yams. No, nah, they right. got them yams on it, boy. You know when it's thick. Oh, oh, never mind. So, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> Good job, good job. <laughs> I'm actually drinking a unfiltered with them yams on unfiltered Pilsner from my okay. Sly Fox. It's called Slugger. There it is. Oh, oh I like that. I like the can. I know where they're from. They're from what? out of Pennsylvania. Yes, they are with yeah, the retro yeah. Philly uh, yeah. uniform colors. I mean, they used to be bomb, y'all. I used to love them Philly uh, uniforms. Yeah, they were out of uh, Pottstown, PA. Oh, Pottstown. I think they just had their their um, annual goat race. Uh, and beer what? fest, uh, Bach is a Bach and goat race. Uh, I think it was earlier this what? last Wonder. week, I think it was. Yeah, they, they raise goats, goats and drink box. Baby goats are cute, though, they really are. Yeah, <laughs> they, they are, 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 but like, it was, well, I guess it's kind of like the uh, um, Kentucky Derby mm-hmm. goat okay. racing. Have they you had guys a whole... ever seen the, the meme of the 10, 10 year goat challenge? Wow. It's a picture of a baby goat, and then it's a picture of a uh, curry goat. Next to it, ten years later. It's <laughs> so disrespectful. It's disrespectful. I thought it was, thought it was wonderful. Oh my god! What else are doing with goats in ten years? That's horrible. First you <laughs> race them, then you eat them. Race them, race them, and get them nice and tender. Because it is unfiltered, so it is kind of cloudy. It's a little. It's not super. Right. Nope, super Chris said they yeah. didn't make the point to say unfiltered. They probably was like, duh. It's me pillsing, but fuck it. It's un- it's unfiltered. <laughs> What's the ABV on it? It is um I just need a two five point two. Okay. Or something light. Mm, it's not light. too not too heavy. Yeah. yeah. Light, light day. 
But know, I'm looking at this. It's a for the it's for the uh, for the game. That's a game day beer. Yeah, yeah right. true. I'll right. be asleep by the time the game come on. But um, no, I'm talking about like because of the Phillies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. They won. They won today, so that's good. Cheers. We need to go yeah, two and up. But this got like little uh little sediments. Uh, little sediments. Ooh, that's the fruits. That's the so that that might, that to me means it has a lot of fruits in it mm. instead of just like a dip. They pour. What if they use aseptic puree? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I hope they did. That's that would be nice. Did. I mean, so? that's how you get your that's how you get your fruited beer fruited. Yeah. You're not putting just regular strawberries in anybody's mash, so they're used, they use they use puree. Right. Yeah, because um, the strawberries right. is heavy in that joint. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, everybody got some great beers, and we're excited to know uh, uh, what uh, Jenny had been up to. I know she mm-hmm. just came back from. Minnesota, Minnesota, yep, Minnesota, on her way to Atlanta, living oh, in oh, Charlotte. It's Minneapolis, though, right? It is Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis, okay. Minnesota. All right, I, I knew I, 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 even, I know it's Minnesota. I wasn't sure where exactly <laughs> the city was, but all right. Uh, so uh, the floor is yours. Let's know what you've been up to, how you've been doing, all that good stuff. Welcome yeah. again, get me into the program. To the program. <laughs> so I feel like I'm officially out of hiding. Um, I went into hiding for a few months because life had just got crazy and I need to take a step back. But I'm back. I'm better than ever. I feel good. I look good. Um, and yeah, I've just been, <laughs> I've just been chilling. It. I've been chilling. So just got back from CBC, for those that don't know, Craft Brewers Conference, which is the national conference they have once a year where all the different breweries and brewers get together and people from the industry get together um, to discuss the state of beer. They have something called the World of Beer Cup Awards, but it's pretty prestigious because basically very similar to GABF. Um, That was incredible. This is my first year. So that was super dope. Um, Coming up, I'll be in Atlanta uh, this weekend for a conference. Excited, talking about basically what has been my mission, like Black women and women of color in the craft beer industry and and really our role in space. Two weeks ago, I was on this other panel for the International Women's Beer Summit. That was really cool. So, yeah, I'm just just up and trying to get out there again, trying to connect, um, build relationships, network, pour into my own cup a little more this time because I did a lot of pouring into other people's cups. So that's what I've been up to. Is that so, why you had to take a step back? Why you said you had to, like, chill out a little bit because you was pouring too much into other people? Yeah, I did. And, you know, that part comes so natural to me because I just love people. Um, but yeah, I had to take a step back because life got heavy. 2021 was straight shit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I was dealing with personal stuff. My mom got sick with cancer, so having oh, to man. navigate that. Um, I had cataract surgery at 34, which is crazy. Um, just a lot of stuff happening. And so I was like, you know what? I don't have the capacity for anything else and definitely not this beer industry, especially when at that time you had so much of the Me Too stuff popping off and just so much just drama and um, just really exhausting things happening in the beer. So honestly, I'm happy I took that time off because yeah. I was able to just like hide out from all of that. Um, it's important work and it's important that, you know, a lot of it was coming to light, but it was heavy shit. And, you know, right. with everything I had going on in my life, it was like, yeah, there's nothing left in my right. cup. So. Right. You was like, that's heavy, but this is heavier what right. I'm dealing with. Right. right. Yeah, I, I got you. So, so, so I might get this right that you picked our show to announce that you are back. I did. I was oh, oh. with the guys. So, you, you know, know. Like, to let people know that I'm back. I'm better. Because I, I haven't been on a podcast since I've been back. So, oh, this oh, is it. A, okay. Breaking news. Well, welcome back. 
She Despite is back. Thank you. Ready, ready to take over. <laughs> now, you said next week. That is the the, the craft is the craft con or craft beer con with uh, craft beer and, con. This, uh, uh, yeah, Price, this next weekend. Yep, with Jim mm-hmm. Price. So right. what's happening? What's happening there? So That's Jim Price, who is amazing, if you don't know her, uh, is from the Atlanta beer scene. She started off wanting to open something called ATL Beer Boutique, and she opened right when COVID started, and just everything just kind of fell apart got crazy for her and so she wasn't able to really completely open because everyone went into quarantine and everything else and everything closed down um so you know in that two-year period she wanted to create something for people in the industry she has a passion for beer so she created craft beer con which is the educational virtual summit basically and it's free so anyone can attend it um they have a mixture of in-person events and virtual events and you can sign up to go to any virtual event and I'll actually be in town in Atlanta because it's right up the street. So I have to go party with them. Right. Um, because <laughs> let me tell you something. Atlanta's black beer culture is so dope. Like, yeah. you know, I'm trying to. I wish we had a culture like that in Charlotte. But Atlanta's black beer culture is so dope. I mean, they go so hard for craft beer there. Black people, they show up, they show out, they party hard. So any chance I get to go to Atlanta, oh, I'm pulling up. Um, nice. But I'm it's doing close, a panel. It's for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's like four hours. So it's not bad. Oh, yeah. Four hours, quick little drive. Yeah, four um, hours. But I'm excited. Excited about that. You said so, you had a panel? You're on a panel? You're on yeah. A panel? So I doing, so I'm on two panels. So one panel I'm moderating. It's my panel. Um, because I really want to talk about black women in craft beer because I feel like, you know, we're here, but people don't really see us. So you don't really talk about us a lot. Um, yeah, you're here. More people talk about, you know, BIPOC women, um, women of color and beer. But I want the conversation to be centered around black women and black right. women in particular. And so I have some amazing women on my panel. Um, Ashley from Lift and Lucy, Brittany from Beers A Go Go. And I have one more person that I cannot think of right now. Um, They're not coming. But yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about black women because right now you hear everything, but you know, like I said, the Me Too movement is really big in craft beer, but most of the narratives are surrounding white women uh, mm-hmm. and different things mm-hmm. they deal with and what they go through, which I definitely respect and I consider myself here for them, but at the same time, I just want to talk about what we as black women go through. I can't see that. You know I'm blind. It's uh Brit Dion, Brittany Dion, Stephanie Grant, and oh, Stephanie. Ashley Randolph. How did I forget my favorite person? I Stephanie don't know. Grant. She must not be your favorite. She is. I love her. That's my Capricorn sis. And she just, if you haven't, um, she does a newsletter. So she's a craft beer writer mm-hmm. in her own space, has her own company. But she just released her um new, I don't know what you call it. It comes out every month called The a Share. Newsletter? Newsletter, yes. Newsletter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're not signed up for the share, sign up for the share. Stephanie's sure. amazing. That's my Capricorn sis. So yeah, they're on my panel. Then I'm on another panel with a couple other people where we're talking about how men can be allies to women in beer in general. So show the fuck up. Shoot. Show just the period. fuck up. That's what it's called. That's right. Not just in beer, damn it. Yeah. yeah. In general, period. in life. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want you want me to tell you those people that are gonna be on there with you too? I mean, if you want to announce it because it's in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just saying I'm gonna help you out. I'm just here to help. I'm here to help. I, I, I'm an assistant. I'm an assistant. Uh, black man, black man, Myron Green, uh, mm-hmm. Aaron Gore, and Caroline King, along that's with right. Eugenia Brown. And so Aaron, that's on that panel, he's here in Charlotte with me. And he has been like one of my biggest allies as a white male in this industry. Like he goes so hard for me. So I love him so much. That's dope. That's did, dope. did that really say black man Aaron King or did you put that in? There? No, his name is Myron Green. 
Oh, I first agree. of all, and uh, no, I called him a black man because he's a black man. Threw me off. I was like, black man. Oh, Why also because Aaron, Aaron Gore and Caroline King are, are white. Oh, white. Okay. okay. And, okay. and what's the uh, conversation about? A uh, show the fuck up how men can serve as allies in craft beer. Uh, it's a Friday, no, May thirteenth. Stuff like that. It's not called show the fuck up. It absolutely is called show the fuck up. It is called show the fuck up. <laughs> Why would I lie? I'm reading this shit. How can I make get... up shit like that? Oh, shit. Right. We you need right, y'all to bro. show the fuck up. It's simple. Yeah, show the fuck up. You ain't got to talk to me like that, though. You want me to go somewhere? <laughs> you, <laughs> you can't show the fuck up. You got to get out. You ain't got to push me. Just tell me where you want me to go, goddammit. <laughs> but that uh, that panel is Friday, May 13th from 1030 to 1130 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the moderator panel that uh, Eugenia is doing is Friday, May 13th, 4 yep. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's called Black Women and their invisibility cloak and craft beer. Shout out to Harry Potter. Because I love Harry Potter. Who yeah. don't? I got three wands. I don't. Uh, what do you mean, who don't? Terrible, man. It's about right. He's not, he not a muggle Harry anyway. He a muggle anyway. He don't really even know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. I don't even right. know what you're But you also about. said you were on a panel. You were on a panel last month? or Yeah, what, like two, what was that about? two weeks ago. Two weeks um, ago. I was on a panel about content creation. Um, okay. So yeah, creating content. And it was interesting because people I was on the panel with, so one person I was on the panel with is Beer Car, is their name on Instagram. And they have a huge following. I mean, the page is just amazing. You can tell that everything is like very purposeful and intentional. And I feel like, you know, I'm a ghetto, I'm a ghetto content and a ghetto influencer to a certain extent because I just post shit. Like right. there's thought that goes into it, but it's not as much thought as I know some people. Yeah. But I think me being a part of that conversation was important because all of my shit is authentic. I'm authentic. Yeah. It's original. And you can tell it comes from that place. And so I think that's why I've been able to like girl following and build relationships is because yeah, my pictures don't have the perfect, you know, caption on it, or they may not be perfect quality, but you always going to get real and authentic with me. And so I think that's what people can relate to. Yeah. Your page is always in the moment. Yeah. Like, literally. It's, yeah. Like it's not like you, you look at other influencer pages and you see like the time, like you said, the time that they took to make that post. And you like, I was here 20 minutes ago. Here's the post. <laughs> like, I'm having a great time. I wanted to share it with people. And I think that's that's a, a refreshing thing in the yeah. beer influencer industry, just to see people out having a good time. And like you said, when you weren't feeling good, you didn't post. Right. When you're feeling good, I'm, I'm out here, right. I'm posting, I'm doing what I need to do for, for my LLC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it seems like when you got in the streets, you got in these streets. You were busy. Out there. Yeah, she was like, I'm yeah. listen. I'm outside. <laughs> like I said, she was filling up other people's cups, and now she's trying to, ah. <laughs> listen, listen, look. Last year, like I, I told a lot of people, and I talked to them, I'm like, 2021 was the worst year of my life because it really felt like it. So I made a promise to myself that I was not going to stress in 2022. And, you know, I may worry about something here and there, but I have not stressed about a damn thing this whole oh. year. I well, feel I good. Like I, I'm, a, I'm in such a good space. Like, and it feels so good because I was in such a bad place for so long that mm -hmm. I mean, we're five months in, and I have not had a bad moment yet. I've been living my best life, and I'm in the streets, and I'm outside. Well, so. well, let me get a round of applause for that. Well, yeah, right. But so, what have you been doing differently? You want to know my my big thing that I've been doing differently? Going back to church. I can't even lie to you. Mm, like, 
my faith has always played a huge part in my life. But, you know, I was one of those people like, oh, you know, I don't got to go to church. You know, I can do this on my own and which is fine. But I realized that I needed going into that physical place every Sunday and being poured into. And I joined a little like small group, like a little Bible city group. Um, and that was great. And so just, you know, filling my cup spiritually helped me mentally and emotionally, because nice. I think that's where I struggled the most. Cause I live in my head, like, like a lot mm. of us do. Right. And so going back to church, like, I don't care if I'm partying until three in the morning on Sunday night, I'm getting up Sunday morning and going oh, to nine thirty service. People like, hey man, they be like, girl, you're going mint. Yep. Oh, she's, she's, I, mean, I'm, I'm I smell still that beer. That longer is on her breath. Praise the Lord, longer breath. Like <laughs> that that made the huge difference. And then honestly, <laughs> like choosing to be happy and choosing to not let things stress you is a decision. Right. And realizing that protecting your peace is the most important thing in your life. Everything else don't matter. I mean, it's a decision. So it's a, it's a decision I make every single morning. Like, nope, I'm not letting you get on my nerves today. I'm not letting anything disturb my peace. Like, if it's not pointing to my cup, if it ain't making me happy, I don't need it. I love it. What's up? This mental health moment has been brought to you by Black Beer Church. <laughs> and, and it's exactly. a mental health awareness uh, month, eh? Absolutely. It is. Yeah. It should be every month. Black, what are you talking about? Women. Yeah. It should be. But yeah, that's 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 mental health and self-care at its peak. Right. That's dope. Yeah. That's important. So, so, well, so uh, I guess uh, with, because uh, I know you're talking about the, um, oh, well, I guess this is, I guess I can ask this question too, in terms of like what you said with the first time at uh, CBC in uh, Minneapolis. So how, how'd that go? What was, what, what was your purpose? What was the purpose of going out just to go? Or did you actually okay. want to just go and soak it all up in Soak it all up. So I've been wanting to go to a CBC for a minute. Um, it's one of the spaces where you have breweries and people from all around the country there. So I knew it would be a great networking opportunity. And I've never been to a GABF, which is similar, but that focuses more on the beer. I think CBC focuses more on like networking and uh, industry as a whole and just kind of talking about the state of beer. So I kind of finagled my way up in there. So I'm not attached to a brewery right now, which typically, you know, you have to be in like the beer space or retail space or something. But I was able to get away with applying for a media pass. Um, so uh -huh. I can kind of document and share my experience. And so I got approved. And so, um, <laughs> and so I did that. And yeah, it was great. Like, you know, for me going into it, I wasn't sure what I necessarily wanted to get out, but I know I would get something out of it. But I think more than anything, it was amazing just to like meet people in person that I feel like I had known because yeah. I talked to them like over the internet. Um, through COVID, before COVID, you know, my initiative really launched at the beginning of kind of COVID when I started. And so I got to meet so many people. So finally being there in person and I'm a physical touch is like my love language. And so being able to like hug people and touch them and like put my arms around people, I felt like I was already connected to, like that was so powerful. Um, you know, networking with people that uh, I never met before. Like I, I intentionally made friends with these guys from Hawaii because I'm trying to go out there and hang out with them. <laughs> <laughs> You know, definitely. So from what I could tell, this is my first year, but a lot of people said it felt different this year. One, we hadn't been, they hadn't had a CBC in person in two years, but two, if I can predict, I would imagine this was the most people of color they've ever had at a CBC. That was going to be my question. Like, oh, we yeah. were there. Yeah. Like, it was a whole last family reunion. Like, I legit feel like it was a family reunion. And I kept joking the whole weekend, like, black folks going to find black folks because, like, literally, I just kept running into us. And um, we knew each other because it's a handful of us almost. So a lot of us knew each other already from social media. Mm -hmm. So to be able to just, like, kick it and hang out and chill, I mean, it was just a dope space. 
Obviously, and, you met Sam too, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I met Sam. And, you know, we had talked for forever. I was on his podcast um, and never met him in person. I mean, just being so like Alyssa from uh, Rhythm, I had never met her in person. So being able to hug her and talk about, you know, being a black woman in this beer space. And it was just incredible. But the one thing I will say that stood out the most to me, so the networking and the people, that was big. But walking through the expo. So as you can imagine, all these companies, they come to this conference presenting their equipment, whether it's hops, whether it's new malt, whether it's um, new cannon equipment or anything. So walking through that expo, you would think that I'm invisible, that I'm just walking by and people are not going to really talk to me. Because typically they, they want to focus on the brewer or the person that is able to make decisions for the brewery. But every booth I went to, they stopped and talked to me, asked me questions. Oh, well, are you brewing? What do you do? And um you know, compared to places I've been before where it was like, okay, they saw right past me, like people were actually committed to just, you know, talking to anyone and, and making sure that everyone felt welcome. And it was a very welcoming space, I feel. Nice. Yeah. I uh, think that I think that really the nice. industry, the craft beer industry as a whole is start, starting to just realize that it's more than just the brewer and the people that's running the the, uh, the breweries and all this stuff. Because like us, we we don't. I mean, we're not, we're not brewers or anything, but like we're still part of the craft beer industry. And You're so, the consumer. Think, yeah, and I, I think mean, people are, are like recognizing that they're important, just as important as the people that that's making it. So, right, yeah, absolutely. And 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 it was um, it's always cool that, uh, and I know they had a whole different, they had a whole panel about diversity and inclusion, uh, in the beginning mm-hmm. of the week. I don't know if it was before the actual conference started or, or that, the day before. I'm not sure exactly when, yeah. but I saw it was a lot of uh. A lot of folks actually from Atlanta too, yeah. uh, who were on those panels as well. Uh, so they, so people, I guess they are trying to make some an effort uh, to bring it in. But it's, I mean, it's all, it's all good. Uh, he said he got his Rolodex up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we met uh, met him at the uh, at Fre- Barrel and Flow. I was about to say Fresh Fest. Um, yeah, Barrel and Flow. I, I have a question for you, Eugenia. Why you said that you weren't affiliated with a brewery, but you were able to finagle your way? Why? Mm-hmm. Why did you have to finagle your way? Like to to me, in my mind, you're an you're an influencer in the black beer community and the craft beer community as a whole. So why do you right. have why do you have to be affiliated with a brewery to be at the CBC? Well, and I don't think you necessarily have to, but typically the benefit of being um, affiliated with a brewery is that they pay for you to go. If you are not a Brewers Association member, it costs $1,200 to attend that conference. Yikes. Okay. If you are affiliated with a brewery, it costs six hundred. So a lot of breweries will cover the cost mm-hmm. for their employees right. or to send a few people to go. Um, and so I let's see. be real, that's expensive. Like, well, absolutely, double the price. Yeah, I mean, finding a place to live, paying for a flight, and paying for admission into the conference. And you know, I say finagle, but honestly, you know, while I don't walk around feeling entitled, I feel like I deserve to be there. Well, um, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I was thinking. Like, you shouldn't have to be affiliated with a brewery. Like, right? But you are who you are. That's something that I'm getting used to. And, you know, I've um, had a conversation with Marcus from Weather Souls because he's been back and forth to Charlotte a few times. So we've gotten a little bit closer. But you know what? Like, I need to start taking advantage of, 
you know, the little bit of clout that I have from what I've done and using it. But I've always felt so guilty. Like, I always feel like I had to pay my way and do this and do that. You know who would love to hear you say that? If Devin was here today, he was, nope, nope. He he would love to get there. (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's always made me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't ask anybody for anything. Like, you know, I try to make it happen, make a way. I'm like, no, I need to take advantage of some of these situations. And so I say finagle, but I feel like, you know, I have a huge platform. And so my experience and what I share with people um, based off of my time at CBC is important. And so, yeah, I I definitely feel like I deserve to be there. And I think moving forward, I'm going to make sure I recognize I deserve to be in a lot of places. Like, it's not the exception. Me being there is the norm. So, as far as beer goes, than some other people, and you have a like you said, you have a platform and also a different perspective, uh, than than other people. And uh, I mean, we use our platform, uh, to get access, so I definitely, (laughs) I would suggest you do the same thing for sure. And let's just be honest because I like calling things what it is, but non melanated folks use what they can get all the time, like they take advantage of it all the time, whether it's getting Mm -hmm. into a free beer festival or getting free this or getting free that. And like, I've never been a person that like had my hand out wanting anything, but to a certain extent, it's like, you know what, I feel like I put in some work and I deserve it. I was about to say the same thing, yep, and even like. One day, so they had the documentary of Once a Planet, Once a Pint of Time, or One, one uh-huh. Planet of Time. One Planet of Time, yeah. Yeah. Have y'all uh-huh. seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We Shout out but, to um, Benji and Aaron. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I met them for the first time. Uh, but in, in that panel they had, in the show, and they had a panel afterwards, and I'm just sitting there listening. And it's crazy because, like, I'm so laid back and so chill. I don't consider myself like no little Instagram celebrity or nothing. But a lot of people are excited to meet me, if I'm going to be honest. And so I remember sitting in the room and they were on the panel and Ailes Sharpton was like, and yeah, you know, we got people like Black Richard in the room. And I felt so uncomfortable because it's crazy. Like, naturally, I don't mind, like, you know, being in the forefront and being the person to speak up. But I kind of get uncomfortable at times. And so him just saying that was very weird to me. But then later on, a friend came and said, Eugenia, it's so cool, like, being in a room like that with all these people, and he felt the need to just shout you out. Like, it goes to show that you are really good at, like, you know, relationship building and kind of networking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it made right. me feel really good. So I want, I want to lean into that more because I think sometimes I, like, you know, I do it because I just love it. Like, not for notoriety, not for the attention, um, but I feel like I could lean in that a little bit more. Right. But like they always say, the, the, more, the, more, the more you grow, the more access and more voice you can and more and more people you can bring into the room and, and all that stuff so i mean definitely lean all the way in like michael jackson and smooth criminal right. <laughs> and yo you on you on this uh you on this 20 2022 year of i don't no stress so the worst they can say is no right and if they say no that ain't the beer fest for you so exactly. i expect right. you to go to every beer fest for pretty much free or a discount for the right. rest of your life <laughs> Or at least for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, I think 2022 is our year. Yeah, we're going we work on 2023. Maybe steps, maybe steps. Yeah, maybe right, steps. Sure. <laughs> sure. I, um so back uh we had you on back in July of 2020, episode 79. Dang, it was uh, so I looked it up, yeah. It was, it was almost, almost two years. Um, I wanted to ask you how has the I know you took like 2021 off, you said it was a bad year for you, but you being back now. And you were fully in it back when we had you on the show. How have you have you seen the beer industry change for Black women uh, in those these almost two years? And in what ways, negatively, positively, indifferent, whatever? Um, I have to be honest with you. So when I watched the Road to One Hundred, like that was literally me just thinking of a way to bring more black women or women of color into beer because for so long I had been so protective over my space and we hear the term gatekeeping, but a lot of times we think of 
you know, white people, non-melanated folks gatekeeping. But I had to have a moment with myself and say, you know what, Eugenia, you also gatekeep on occasion because I had got so used to being the only one and I had got so used to like uh, this idea of tokenism that I didn't want anyone else to come into the space either because I had to protect mm. my space. Mm. So launching Road to 100 was my way of combating that and me realizing that I don't have to be the only one. I can bring other people to the table with me. Better yet, I can bring the damn table. Like, I don't need just a chair. And so from that point to now, it's been crazy because I feel like um, a lot more people are recognizing, you know, the importance of it. And and don't get me wrong. I wasn't the first to do the work, but I do think that I did it on like a a large scale. I mean, I created something that not even the Bruins Association or anything else had thought of. And I will say, like, you know, creating my initiative, I feel like I've seen a lot of positive things happen because of it. Um, Maybe it's not all because of me. Maybe these ideas and wills were trying beforehand, but I feel like you cannot acknowledge what I started because it touched the whole beer industry around the country. And so like the Brewers Association starting a mentorship program. Obviously, they created a space where black and brown folks and women in particular can have mentors in the industry to kind of help them maneuver it because it can be very intimidating. Um, you have the organization like Lift and Lucy that started to help women of color uh, with educational opportunities in beer. I thought that was great. You have Michael Jackson's um, distilling program that Garrett Oliver started. Garrett right. Oliver wrote me on Instagram and said, hey, tell me about Road to 100. First time I ever talked to him in my life. So you have that program that they launched to kind of help people of color break into beer. So I don't think I was the first to start it, but I definitely think I gave birth to a lot of ideas and I gave birth to the fact that there's so much more we can be doing. I literally just created a damn t-shirt online and sold it and Uh got support from around the country. Mm -hmm. And so I think all these other people have taken it to the next level. And I'm glad because it was, that was a lot. The road to 100 was a lot, like it really was. But I will say, you know, COVID was going on and like people's like lives and personal lives were in shambles. But for Beer Chick, it was probably one of the best years of my life as far as like networking and building relationships and um, being able to just like support women in beer. And and then I think because of it, I've seen women just like flourish. Like Sarah, who's at Maui Brewing Company now, she's doing exceptionally well. She was one of my um, women in the initiative. Then you also have, of course, I can't think right now. She's based out of Chattanooga, um, but she's doing great. She's in the Michael Jackson program right now. Nice. So I mean, it's, it was it's just been awesome to see. Troya, um, Troya, yeah, Troya. Yeah, yeah. So Troya, she's in my initiative. Yeah. Um, so she just tested. Oh who else is in Chattanooga? We are. It's, 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 it's literally <laughs> just. Hey, that many black people. No. So yeah, it's, but that's it's dope, great. man. People people always say you start something and you just want to pull one, and you have you did a road to one hundred and you have more than one percent right. of your one hundred doing much more than what just the what you wanted them to do for the road to one hundred. They've been above and beyond. So congratulations, that's awesome. Thank you. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, There's some yeah. flowers. Yeah, for Thank sure. Um, yeah, because I think because you have reached the. The, the, I mean, for some people who didn't know what the the road to 100 was, I don't know if you explained right. it all the way in terms of making getting a, I guess scholarships or whatever for yeah. And how uh, many women? How many women did you get? Server. Yeah. So we got 100 women. Like we had more than 100 that actually yeah, wanted to get it, but we had 100 tests, so that's what we capped it at. But even any of the women that approached me after that, I found a way to connect them to resources to you know take right. the test. And you know, not every woman passed because people like it's a lot harder than what you think, especially if you never worked in this industry, if you don't know beer styles, because that is primarily what the test focuses on. Um, we had a lot. We had a lot of women pass. We had a lot of women that didn't pass, and a lot of women 
where life just happened and they had to kind of pivot because while they may have wanted to work in beer and transition full time, life happened and they just weren't able to. But right. if anything, it was a great introduction. And I think for a lot of people, a great realization that guess what? You can do this and you deserve to be here if you want to be. Absolutely. Like the amount of messages I got from women who just simply needed someone to just like speak life into them and believe in themselves. Because when you see craft beer, all you see is white guys. So you don't yeah. think a black women, like, you know, or as a Hispanic woman, I belong. So, right. And then to those, to even to the women that fail, it just lets them know, like, oh, I could try other things. I can try different things. I could fail right. at things that I never thought I would even try. Exactly. And it was still, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's cool, man. Another congratulations. Yeah. Um, now, so so you do have Beer Chick LLC. So what is, uh, so what's next for Beer Chick LLC? Or, or what, what are you working on now? Or is it just mainly focusing on uh, your public appearances and you're going to do you is it black beer chick or just beer chick it's just beer chick and so that's something that i struggle with so black beer chick is my persona it's me but beer chick is my company because it's inclusive of all women because gotcha. i'm a super advocate of just women in all spaces and places period um right. i happen to be a black woman so i speak to that narrative a lot but yeah beer chick llc is the business name and Really, you know, it started off as just like a lifestyle brand, to be honest. I just wanted to release dope merchandise. I wanted people to rock beer chick shirts and beer chick things, and that be it. Um, but in the process over the past couple of years, I've kind of landed into consulting a little bit. So I've worked with some beer brands where I've consulted, and that's been really cool. Um, education has always been a huge focus, not necessarily in the beginning, but as I begin to see, like, what I could do, that's in my mission. So I don't know. I think I'm possibly coming up on, like, a rebranding to a certain extent and trying to determine, okay, what's next? Um, I just want to be outside. So I'm going to be at beer festivals. I'm going to be at beer activities and things, period. Because I love people. Like, I was telling someone, without the people, what is beer? It's, it's nothing. Right. Like, right. I'm a super people person. But at the same time, I think I want to, um, this year, really focus on pointing to my own cup, like, you know, I want to brew. Like brewing beer oh, is nice. something that I want to do. Okay. In front okay. of house, I can do it with my eyes closed. Like I'm a people person. I, I can do anything deal in front of house. So this year, I think I'm gonna take a risk on myself and like, you know, why am I not applying for a, a internship program? Why am I not doing this or applying to go to Siebel? So I think this year my focus is gonna be kind of pouring into my cup, um, kind of doing a brand relaunch because I haven't really like launched any merch or anything in a while, and just kind of seeing where I can fill in the voice and fill in the blanks and just continue to connect people to beer as much as possible and uh, be an advocate for black women, but black men, black people in general, because after watching that one part of the time documentary, like the fact that we have so many hurdles to jump over mm -hmm. when it comes to being our own spaces is right. so surreal. And so I just want to be an advocate for as many people as I can. So, cause I, actually, that was my next question. I was going to say, where you're going to start, uh, or you brewing. into home brewing or brewing in, in general, but you, you answered so, that question. That, that is. Have we tried home brewing yet? Um, I haven't necessarily home brewed, but I've home brewed before. So when I used to work at a brewery and I used to brew beer, I brewed on a pilot system. So it right. might as well have been like a home brew system, just a little okay. fancier. It's like brew tech systems. Right. Um. So yeah, I, I can I can brew beer on a small scale. I've done it before. And the funny thing is, honestly, like brewing beer on a small scale is more brewing beer than it is on a large scale because. Once you get a certain size, you ain't doing nothing but pressing buttons. But knowing what buttons to press is important. Right, yeah. And so um, that's where I'm hoping to kind of go next is like moving in um, in a role where basically there's like larger production. So fingers crossed, my plan is to hopefully land somewhere um, 
at Weather Souls, possibly locally. They're moving their second tap room here. So I hope I can be yeah. a part of that project awesome. in a sense. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so because I'm, I'm not in beer right now, so I'm hoping to like make that move again soon. I, I think everybody's moving to uh, having something in uh, Charlotte because I think uh, yeah, Soul and, and, and Hippin Hippin Hops, I think, is yeah. moving in a location out there. Hippin and, uh, Hoppin is moving out here too, which will be interesting because Clarence, the owner of Hippin Hoppin, he's funny because Clarence is so for the culture and I, I love his brewery because it's so unapolog- unapologetically black. Like you go into it in Atlanta, they playing your. your your trap music and I love it and you know <laughs> I, 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 I live for it because it's like no other brewery has that vibe and I told right. parents all the time I was like I'm never coming to Atlanta and not going to hip and hopping right because the vibe is just unmatched they got hookah what brewery you <laughs> 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 like, clearance is for the culture and you know what I, I, you gotta respect it I'm excited right. I'm supposed to be brewing a beer with him for um Blacktoberfest so hopefully we can get oh, nice. that that happen but yeah nice Awesome. That is that is what else. Um, question, I gotta go there now. Yeah, I I heard. Uh, I, I mean, they they doing major. Uh, I gotta. We gotta get to Atlanta, yo. Get, the food is bomb. They have oysters with collard greens on them. Like they, like last what? last month they just had like their year anniversary, I think. Yeah, and so Clarence, he people don't realize this, but his family has a history of just like being in business. They started with funeral homes. He then moved to nightclubs. He has like a few bars and spots here in Charlotte that are always lit. And then he decided he wanted to open a brewery. So he literally has three locations in the Atlanta area already. Right. Yeah, we knew that. I mean, I knew that because he was like, finance? Who needs finance? <laughs> he was full go from jump. Right. And I think that's the hard part that's because wonderful. he. You have people that have been trying to open their brick and mortars for forever and right. have things around. And Clarence just pops up like, oh, we opening this location this week, this location next week, the third location. Now you have a fourth location in Charlotte. But, but I mean, that's the di- that's the difference. Like white people do that same shit. Like, so he got a lot, he got some money. Exactly. And he wanted right. to do it. Like, no, no, no. I'm not saying that you. I'm not saying you or anybody, but I'm saying like <laughs> white white folks always get a loan from their mom or their daddy. You know what I mean? And we don't ask them no questions. Why are we asking this man? And he want to do for the culture, and you every time you talk about him, both of y'all, y'all say he all about the culture. Like that's the kind of money we want. Right. Yeah. Like shit, right, open man. up all of them, Clarence. <laughs> shit. And I mean, and, and honestly, maybe it's something that he get show and teach other breweries that they don't yeah, know that they right. can use because we know that when it comes to um, black and brown people opening up these brick and mortars, the finances and the money is the one thing that's lacking. So how do we get more of it? But then how, how do we also make people put their money where their mouth is? Because y'all want to, yeah. you know, the Brewery Association, all these other organizations and breweries want to preach, oh, inclus- inclusion, diversity, equity. Okay, well, where are the dollars to help some of these businesses open? Like, how do, how do we build a appropriate business relationships with the banks or with these people that are in finance so that they can actually get physical locations? Yeah, like, like, I didn't even realize that no, no, what is it? Is it? The one in um, New Orleans? Cajun Fire? Cajun Fire, yeah. I didn't realize they didn't have a brick and mortar. Right. Mm-hmm. They've been trying for years. Like l- hearing their story, it's insane to me. It's yeah. like you you like the beer, you want to collab with them. Stop collabing with them to make a beer. Collab with them and give them a space. Well, because I mean, and uh, I guess Crown the Hop kind of laid that blueprint down because they they didn't have their spot yet, but they were still already trying to help right. other breweries with the uh April, oh yeah, April, April, right. April pills, uh, and they gave money away, right. So it's like if you yeah you don't you don't have to worry. And they don't wait, even have a brewery. They didn't even have a brewery yet. Right. right. 
these jokers yeah. got all got 13 brick and mortars and it's like ah here's a beer I'll make right. a beer with you well, no. and, and even with contract brewing contract brewing is great if you don't have your own space but even still you paying someone else's money right. to bring your own beer like so all right mm. Yeah, but I I, I, I guess yeah. things are changing because I think uh, like um, like hip hops is doing some things. Um, uh, Crowns and hops will will be open shortly. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, and, and I see more people of uh, people in color in general right. uh, are opening up more breweries. I know Miami Miami beer scene is different because it seems like uh, uh, they they on some different time because I'm mean, everybody I'm loves each other. It's just a bunch of people oh, yeah. all together. <laughs> And, and it's a, it's, I don't know if, I guess it's a heavy human population. So the vibes in their breweries are totally different than yeah. other breweries that I've been to. It's right. like, it'd be redneck, it'd be redneck white people in there <laughs> dancing to soca music. Right. <laughs> I would say Miami is just a fun place. So the, the focus is not really on the quality of beer either. You have some right. good beer in Miami, but I would say the focus is not on the quality of beer. It's, it's, just a, beer it's, a, social, it's a social thing. I'm yeah. in Miami. Yeah, I'm, in Miami. I'm already drunk. I don't care yeah. about this beer. Yeah. So I, I do, I like the, but I do like the diversity that is happening uh, in front of our eyes and, and, and beers uh, and, and breweries as well. I mean, not, not all of them. Some of them are still slow to, slow to change, but right. eh, I, what can you do? Oh, but there, there is, they are looking, they are looking for an assistant brewer in Delaware. <laughs> I don't know. I need to come visit Delaware. I've never even been before. Come on up. Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. You mentioned earlier uh, how the Atlanta scene, the black beer scene, is really good. Charlotte got a lot of black people too, but you said it's not as as heavy as it is in Atlanta. Why? Um, why not? And do you think like with Weather Souls and Hip and Hops coming, it would increase it, or it could already be increased with these white breweries that are already there? Um. Yeah. So I think it's twofold. Like. No, Charlotte has nowhere near the black beer culture that, that Atlanta has. And Charlotte has tons of black people. There's a I mean, lot of black folk out there. Charlotte is a melting pot of people as well. It's a very transplant city. Like people move here for right. work. So right. you don't have a lot of people that are from Charlotte. Okay. Um, but I don't think breweries have really catered to like the culture and the and the being inclusive type of vibe. I think now they're starting to, but you know, for the longest time, that wasn't it just wasn't important. It wasn't part of the conversation. Maybe not because people didn't think it was important, but it just was something that he didn't talk about. So now we're starting to see more and more breweries like be open and wanting to do stuff and have talks and be more inclusive. Um, you know, I have a few of my spots that I love to go to. Obviously, Salude, if you've heard about it, it's been like voted best um, beer shop in the country several years. It's called Salud Cervecia. It's like it's a safe place and you know, it's a safe place. Resident mm -hmm. culture, another place I constantly speak high about. Um, they just opened a second location. And for me, it's the fact that they serve Hennessy. Like a lot of places, <laughs> I, I hate Hennessy, sorry. But a lot of places <laughs> won't serve Hennessy because they know it caters to a black demographic. Mm. And the fact that they opened their brewery serving spirits and decided to serve Hennessy, like I was like, you know what? I respect that. Um, but mm. yeah, I think more and more we're starting to see Charlotte grow. Um, there's a huge black guy beer culture here. They have their own little black um guy group or whatever and they all drink beer and i always joke like y'all don't want to invite us to stuff um because they they go hard and they have like bottle shares and do all this stuff so i've, I've been trying to like invade their little group oh, um, you invite yourself just just show up and, oh, and i will and I, and I do invite myself I can't and typically wait. like if i if they're out somewhere i'm usually the only girl um but i think hip and hopping and weather souls will definitely like Help because people are always asking, are there any black owned breweries in Charlotte? And I'm just like, no, we don't have any. Um, Clarence is just gonna 
you know, I, my phrase is shake shit up. Clarence is going to shake shit up when hip hop gets to Charlotte because his beauty is something that this Charlotte beer scene has never seen. Mm. And so I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm going to be real. I don't think they're going to really accept him with open arms because Clarence is going to be Clarence. And I mean, it doesn't matter, but people are going to support him just because it's a black owned business. And he, he has right. a great following because he has nightclubs here in the space and in the market already. Already, right. Um, you know, he already got spots. He already got spots out there in Charlotte. Yeah, he don't have yeah. to learn Charlotte. He already yeah. know it. He already knows Charlotte. Like, if people know his name, because <laughs> we have clubs here already, um, and they're and they're you know hot. And I think with Weather Souls, Marcus is like growing a reputation with obviously the black is beautiful and right. his stouts that you know people have been searching for his beer anyway. So him moving into the market, it'll get a lot of support. So I'm excited, and you know I want to do more work around helping like create black culture here, but I think. It's that a lot of people just never think to go to a brewery. So, right. you know, exposing people, introduce them, introduce them to beer, because obviously black folks drink beer and may not be craft, but probably because they never had craft before. Right. So that's my goal is to hopefully start doing some some more events and networking like with the black community here in Charlotte so that we can kind of create our own little culture. Because Atlanta, they show up every Sunday. They have something called Sunday service. They pull up at the park and drink beer. It's like a big bottle share every Sunday. All right, right. Shout out to because so, uh, I know uh, Drought Season do a, a, a oh yeah they do a, a post all the time about it. Uh, yeah, so I, I want that in Charlotte, and we have the black people here because I see them. We have a lot of black owned businesses here, you know. So well, I think once the the hip and hop in, especially the way you described the Atlanta one, I mean, once that gets there, that that uh to me make black people more comfortable with being in a brewery. Exactly. And I never it, even it's not really like a, a brewery feel, especially the yeah. open and shit in there. Like yeah. it's not I really never even thought to, have, unquote, to not feel. have Hennessy in the brewery. Like if you're gonna have spirits, I never even thought to, to yeah, not if you have, have spirits, yeah. Right. Like you're yeah. not gonna have Hennessy, and then I know why you don't have Hennessy. But I never thought don't. to I never thought to not have like I hate Hennessy, but I know you if I'm opening up a bar, if I'm opening up at a bar. I'm stocking that. Like but a lot of bars don't carry Hennessy for that reason. Not even yeah. just breweries. Bars would not carry Hennessy. Really? It is racism. It's hell. But, it's racism. And a white the, man don't a white man own Hennessy? Yeah, because when did Hennessy become the official drink of black it's folks? Not. <laughs> nah, it's not. Nah, it's fucking... Uncle Forty Five still ain't cold. Still cold Forty Five. Nah, it's, it's Uncle Nearest, baby. <laughs> right. It's not officially it's Hennessy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's open ears out here. Open ears is the official blue drink. Saint Ives or something. I like it. Saint Ives. Saint Ives. What? Nah. Mad dog. Shut up, Lou. Okay. I, <laughs> nah, I don't drink. I don't drink enough liquor. Enough. <laughs> I want to know who the first black first black person to sip Hennessy and said, "Yep, this is our drink, guys." <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I do. I, I grew up with aunts and uncles that would drink Hennessy, so I can't say it's been in my family for a minute. Right. Yeah, but then you wonder why, though. Like, why? I don't know why, though. You're right. Marketing. 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 Yeah, I think marketing. It, it's marketing. definitely yeah. into marketing, but yo, I, I, yo, they, put they put Hennessy at the cognac table, and nobody liked it at the World Fair. And they was like, we got to <laughs> sell this shit. What can we do? Well, yeah, and then they put Billy D. Williams' cousin in a suit, and now everybody loves Hennessy. Nas be pushing Hennessy. Right. It's always it's the uh, official spirit of the NBA now. What the fuck? How do you really? have how do you have a yeah. spirit for the NBA? Should they that's be drinking during the season? Right. That's the athletes. There ain't no the spirit ball, for baseball, after the game is it? The after party and yeah, you could tell them niggas who drink a lot of henny too. Yeah, ain't, ain't no, no hockey, ain't no hockey spirit, <laughs> ain't no sponsor for Wait. hockey. 
Is Hennessy okay? Don't judge me because I don't know that much about spirits. Hennessy is not the same as VSOP, is it? It is. It's, it's they. Yeah, I think it's a tight. Isn't they both cognacs? Cognac? Yeah, yeah. Cognac. because yeah. I, I'm thinking because it used to be this gogo song. Cognac got a G in it, ladies and gentlemen. It was a gogo song right. called VSOP. I think yeah. I think, but I think it's a type of cognac because I think is Remy also. But then they have they have a Henny has a VSOP version. Yeah, of, yeah. It's like the, also that's like the the Añejo styles of uh, like tequila, like the just like, like, like that brown, tequila. like that brown, that brown, uh, that yeah. brown oh, oh, like extra, like imperial. The VSOP right. is the imperial version Maybe. of uh, yeah. I'm a tequila girl, so me too. Okay, a boy, I'm a boy though. Okay, <laughs> okay tequila girl, I'm a boy. Okay. I'm, I'm a boy. boy. <laughs> I'm a boy. Okay. Yes. No, yo. <laughs> I'm a real boy. <laughs> Y'all don't. But, Leave yeah. me alone. Sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so you you talked about what, what, what you uh, the plan and possible rebranding and stuff like that, uh, or but besides. Are there other speaking of games you have on, on the docket so far after after the, uh, the one in Atlanta or or uh, are you working on a book? No, I'm just joking. I'm just right. <laughs> Ooh, no, listen, I feel like I, I, honestly, I feel like everybody has one good book in them, but mine won't be about right. beer. It'll be about just life because my life is a story. I'm telling you. Right. Um, but outside of the Atlanta thing, that's coming up next. Um, no, so I'm just chilling. Like I was gonna post where I'm gonna be because I. I love to travel. Like if I could just make my dream come true and like get this van, rehab it, live in it and travel the world and like busy breweries all across the country, that would, that, that would be what I do. Um, but no, no speaking engagements, but I will be doing Atlanta. Like I said, this weekend um, in June, I'm going to DC cause I want to go to Savor. Okay. Um, that's the craft beer and food festival. I've never mm-hmm. been, I've heard great things about What's it. That? What's that? June 24th in oh. DC. And what it would, is. What would, what would I know. I, I looked it up because we'll be in a we'll be in Italy. So I was like, ah, oh, oh, humble brag. Yeah, I'll be brag. Like fuck I'll, DC. I'm gonna be in Italy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be in DR. Oh so. fuck DC. I'm gonna be in DR. <laughs> I got two other. D- I, I, I did want to go to some more. I, 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 for you. I well, I'll, let, support, I'll let you know Eugenia, how it is. Eugenia, maybe I'll show up because I don't got shit to do. I don't have a passport to stamp. I guess we're not Um, doing the podcast that weekend. (laughs) (laughs) So that's in June. Um, I haven't made any plans for July yet, so I'm trying to find somewhere to go July and like harass somebody or hang out. Um, But then August, I'll be at um, Barrel and Flow in Pittsburgh. So, oh, oh, also in June, I'll be in Philly um, for Roots Picnic. So, June 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 Uh, fourth. Okay, uh, we're supposed to be going to uh, not Roots Picnic, but we are supposed to go to a, a beer fest that weekend as right, well. Uh, in Philly? Yeah, yeah. Um, Let me know what it is, and I can come meet y'all. Okay. I, think I think it's June fourth. Okay, let me let <laughs> yeah, me know it what it is, too, so I can because I don't know. No. Yeah, but yeah, so I'm just chilling. Like I said, I think so. Leaving CBC and coming back home has made me realize that okay, Eugenia, you know what? You need to pour into your own cup, invest in yourself. And um, so I want to start looking up, you know, maybe I'll apply for some scholarships. Maybe I'll, you know, enter a brewing program. Like I said, I brewed before, not on a large scale. And I'm more of a hands-on person, but um, I'm a super advocate of, like, education, period. So um been trying to just, like, look at what the next steps for me will be. I spent so much energy and so much focus on other people that now it's time to, like, focus on where I want to land in beer. So that's my goal right now. Right. I know I changing, the air, changing the Air Festival is Juneteenth. Uh, in uh, Connecticut, uh, 
shout out to you. Uh, I know they they use their money for scholarships. I think um, uh, someone got that scholarship it's a lot going on in June because Matt yeah. got something going on Juneteenth. Too. Oh yeah, they're, they're Juneteenth, yeah got, his uh, Juneteenth picnic and uh and on Juneteenth yeah. for uh, Mac Brewing. Yeah. 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 in June and July, and y'all gonna be yeah. out of the country. Yeah, so y'all can't do nothing. Y'all going to beer fest in the, out of the country? You going? I know I'm you are. To, uh, Rob. Trying to find something. I'm trying to find yeah. something in Italy. I mean, I try to find <laughs> some beer, but I ain't, I don't know about a beer fest. I wonder if it's a brewery in the DR. Yeah, I'm sure that has to be. Yeah. Yeah. So the crazy thing about the CBC and World Beer Cup Awards, Japan won like some crazy categories. And I want to say for a lot of the IPA categories, mm-hmm. Japanese breweries won. And when you really? think IPA, you do not think of Japanese brewery. But my no. friend Aaron Gore that's going to be on that panel, because he's like a super beer nerd. He studies beer trends and everything. But he said, okay, you know, now's the time that we start looking at other countries, because who would have thought Japan would come into the world of beer cup and rack up? And right. not only like special specialty categories, on simple categories like IPA, or you know that everybody so, makes, yeah, yeah. Oh, Brandon talks them. highly of Japanese. Brandon, yeah. uh, Blackbeard Traveler talks highly about. Uh, oh yeah, he can't. Japanese, he can't talk uh, enough about beer Japanese but, beers. Yeah, well, for sure. And that's what, I, and that's why I love beer though, because it's such a like innovative and creative space. But imagine the ingredients that they're using, the hops right. they're using, well, it's right. different. So you a lot of rice, even even just the I know soil, that rice the soil. Banging. That's what I said. The soil, <laughs> the soil <laughs> in the water. Is it? Is it? Is it is it uh, that, yeah. that, that rice lager pie chef's kiss for sure? Right. <laughs> but you put that in front of a beer judge and they try something they've never tried before and it's it's different. Right. You have to love it. And, and that's one thing with me, like in beer. I want to experiment. Like, yes, we love your citra, we love your mosaic hops, they're great. Right. But you know, while I was at the expo, I was talking to this guy from a UK hop company. What experimental hops do you have? Like, there's always gonna be the next best thing. We can appreciate the classics and love the classic styles, but also be innovative because I mean, I'm pretty sure 10 years ago, hazy IPAs were not a thing. Mm-hmm. Right, Smoothie, mm-hmm. sours, but not a thing. Mm-hmm. So I really, my goal is to hopefully get into a world where I can experiment too. So, Eugenia, you do you think that Jap- Japan won a lot because they do have different? They were using different hops, and their I mean, their flavors are like their IPA flavor is slightly off because they're not using a citra or a mosaic rather than whatever they're using in Japan. I mean, because because if yeah. that's the case, because if that's the case, maybe that's a shame on the judges for not drinking enough. Of the the beers, we're not tasting enough. You know what I mean? Because if we're going to be like, oh, that's so different. I like that beer. Like, are right. we judging it for the quality or just because it tastes tastes so or maybe, different? Or maybe that's well, a shame on the brewers because they ain't using it. They all of that. It could be the judges, the brewers, all, everybody. Yeah, I mean, the like, fact it, that you got seven hundred thousand IPAs just, is one. It just thing, shows like, you that you need to expand. Like, it's all these IPAs in America, but Japan right. came out here with different hops and blew right. the blew the world away. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and, it, it just shows you we got to be more diverse. Always in, in all things, and even in hops. Yeah, but also the technology they have in other countries, because well, you yeah, know, this weekend okay. Okay. there was um I went and toured Surly, um, and they've been controversial, I think, in the past, but I went and toured them because I want to see their brew space because I'm still a beer nerd, and their brew house is amazing. They have 100 barrel system, 16 1600 barrel tanks, like it was just massive in size, and um, on the day we went, they were installing this new filter, and it was the only one made in the United States. So thinking like about that. the different yeah. access to technology the other breweries yeah. have and the equipment that they're using, and like I think that also makes a difference. And we know that Japan has always been very advanced when it comes right. to just technology and different mm-hmm. things. So mm-hmm. I think it could be a matter of technology, a matter of the ingredients. Um, because ultimately all the beer judges, they all they all use the BJCP, so they're they're judging right. on the same guidelines, okay. but I yeah. think 
just the innovation and like maybe how the beer tastes. I mean, but hops we know contribute to different things. Malt contributes to different things. So it can be a, a mixture of stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Diversify um, your palate. Diversify your palate. <laughs> right there. Um, like uh, travelers. Uh, yep. That's what Brandon exactly. says. Diversify your palate. It's always true. Let me try to plug that new stuff on. Say no. Jesus. What up? What's going on, my brother? <laughs> What's going on, man? Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers. Cheers. That's why we brothers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, look, I'm on, I'm unofficial. I threw it. I threw it out there for y'all. Y'all just laid it up. That was a holly hoop. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> Any more uh, questions for uh, Eugenia? No, it's just good seeing you again. Thank I'm you. glad you're. I'm glad you're smiling. And good to see, yeah, the, the new version, the new improved. Thank you. Thank you. And I have to shout out Lou because he always checks up on me and makes sure I'm okay. And I appreciate you because I don't be talking to you nobody. Too. I'll be hiding, but he's always like, what are you doing? Let me Where you at? So I, <laughs> I ain't seen you in a minute. What's going on? Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Thank you for that. I appreciate you too. You, you, and I you never know you out. You know you help me out more than you more than you think. So, oh, yeah. So, uh, if, if you when you come to Roots Picnic, we got to even if yeah, it's we not link up. at the at the, we got to link up because uh, that yeah, is the weekend sure. of the same same weekend. We're right down the street. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Got to make it make it happen, Captain. As and I'll say. be uh, I'll come to DC. I'm not going to. You're going to some more. Come on, come hang out with me. <laughs> I can't go there. Well, can't go to DR. Check to see if you can get some credentials, maybe you can get that free listen, pass. Listen, listen, uh, Eugenia, we got to talk so I can get some. <laughs> use my little little bit of celebrity. Right. My little tiny, my tiny one percent. <laughs> <laughs> see what I can do. Um, I look. I'll document. I'll, I'll bring the lapel mic and everything, guys. There you go. Shit. Be like uh, black beer chick. Yes. <laughs> I have one interview. I have one interview. I have an interview with Black Bear Jack. Lou, your wristband costs forty five dollars. You got a wristband? How how much do the wristbands normally cost? If they cost Listen. ninety, if they normally cost ninety, I'll be happy. I'll happily pay. They are expensive. Like I want to say, like the starter tickets are at like maybe a hundred, and then you got like, the mid range, like one sixty five, and then VIP like two hundred. I'm just trying so to do like mid range because it's like food and beer, so it's like yeah, a it's whole, a two day thing beer. or it's a one day. It's thing. a one day thing, which is crazy. One one but it's like really good chefs though. So, but my one friend, he said it's the only beer event he goes to every year. Wow, he, yeah. he played it for that thing. Like, where he from? My list this year, too. Where are you from? He's from here, he's from here in Charlotte. Oh, yeah, so if he's planning, yeah, that's a yeah, place. Yeah. It's the, the only place he goes to because yeah. he said the food and the beer. I mean, and, and that's all included with the pack with yep. the pass. I yep. had it on my list for Is sure. Then I looked at the dates, I was like, dang, I mean, I'm not mad. Yeah, I'm about to say, I mean, you gonna be in the festival in 2023. It looks good to you. I'm not mad, man, but. But there's a lot of things you're, going on, like because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of things in June going on too. Because I think there's Atlantic City Beer Fest at the same June yep. 4th weekend yep. as well. So everybody picked that same like, huh? Oh, we ain't gonna it, check no I dates. Think, We're gonna do everything on this weekend. Isn't Delaware Beer Week coming up? I think I saw something about it. Or did it happen already? Oh. Hey, you know more about Delaware Beer, beer Week? week than us. Delaware Beer Week? Do we have a Beer Week. We used to have a Beer Week. Oh, maybe not. Maybe it was Philly. Then I could have sworn it was Delaware. I know Philly is coming up okay. soon. Uh, like in two weeks or so, three weeks. Okay. Yeah. But Delaware, we had a Delaware Beer Week. Y'all should start it. In 2016. That was the last posting I found out. I yeah, found. I was about to say, I'm looking at it right now. It says Delaware Beer Week. 2016. Y'all start Delaware Beer Week. Yeah, we, we are. I, was, I had written it down. 
Because okay. um, when I look, I was looking. That's how I know 2016 was the last. We got thing. enough. Like, oh. We got enough breweries to have a, yeah, brewery, a beer week. Yeah, yeah right. that's Absolutely. true. Absolutely, definitely do. Absolutely, and, and we can just take. I mean, enough places to do a week and do events at different breweries and exactly and, and uh, throw a beer fest as well. It Why not? Twenty twenty celebrity guests, uh, black beer, Yo, <laughs> yeah. making panels, making panels, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, black beer. I'm in black beer week. <laughs> black, <laughs> black beer week in Delaware. That's wow. a little wow. like black. We don't even have a brewery. Like <laughs> black bike week. We about to plan this right now. We about to we about to start a black beer week, and we just gonna hop from city to city. There it is. Black beer week, America. Right. Yo, that'd be lit. no Black Beer Week, America. Let's talk about. America. We don't need to give people our ideas. Yeah. Our ideas. America. We be charging. We be charging for our ideas it's, now. It's, it's too late. Percent. Everybody gonna listen to the podcast. You know what? Black Beer Week, we got right now. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as we get up, I'm posting that Black Beer Week presented by. <laughs> Trademark, trademark. Trademark. Make sure yeah, we save this recording. We gotta put that that tra- trademark up. Throw the uh hashtag up. Gotta make sure we get the website. All that good exactly. stuff. Right. Exactly. I'm about to go, go save the right 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 what else is coming no. up? Uh, I appreciate up. y'all for having me. Thank you for always showing love. Um, for sure. Definitely be on Link Up in Philly if y'all can yes. be down the street. So, yeah, yeah that's yeah. all I got. Thank you. All right. Well, I want to thank uh, Eugenia for coming on, aka Black Beard Chick, coming to the podcast. Anytime you need anything, girl, you let us know. We okay. can help because we're going to let you know if we need some help for sure. <laughs> let me know. You famous. You famous. <laughs> she is. That's right. You famous. Yeah, she was like she finagled. No, she she was invited. No, she finessed. Was like, that was a. That I wasn't even finesse. They said no, no, it's called her name. Finesse is her name. Yep, it's called her name and said, absolutely no brainer. And then right. it was confirmed when you were in the panel and somebody just mentioned your name randomly. They ain't he had to mention you. Right. Did it. They gave her a standing ovation. Yup. I don't know. All <laughs> <laughs> she got all the free beer she wanted. Standing ovation. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what said it. that's what I thought of when, when he said it. Like, I was like, ah, all right. Uh, before we go, we always <laughs> like to know how people uh, can find everybody on these worldwide webs. So, how can they find you, uh, Virginia, on these uh, social medias and Instagrams and Facebooks, yeah. all that good stuff? So, Instagram, obviously, at Black Beer Chick, as well as Black Girls Drink Beer 2, where I highlight other Black women in the craft beer. And then my website, um, check it out. Want to see what's going on with me? Blackbeerchick.com. There it is. Uh, Lou? Oh, man, y'all know me. I'm Lou Belgium. I'll be on them Instagrams. <laughs> uh, yo? Y'all know me. Just go on. Sound good when you do it. When you do it right after me, you gotta do it next week. Yeah, copy, copy off. Rewind, 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 rewind. Y'all know me. Okay, y'all know me. Fuck it. Rewind again. Rewind again. Nope. You can find me on IG at im three zero two y o d a. Yay, yay. All right. You can find Bruising Banter Podcast <laughs> on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bruising Banter Podcast. You can also listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can even say, hey, Alexa, play 
Bruising Banner Podcast because we are on Amazon Music. And I always forget to say because people don't really check it out, but you can find us on iHeart as well as Pandora. Right. People oh, yeah. will check out those places for uh, podcasts. I mean, sorry. But you can definitely check us out there. You can also go to www.bruisingbanter. If you want to check out, support the, and get the merch, there it is. We've got long right there. That merch, support the podcast that way. Uh, shout out to Dev Drinks Craft Brew. Uh, not here today, but what you up, Dev? On IG, you want to follow me, Rob G. Rob, State or you Bruising. can email Dev. You can email Dev too. <laughs> Don't forget to email Dev. Email Dev at Dev Brew at bruisingbanter.com. That must be an inside joke or something. Because <laughs> we always, Dev always say, or you can email me at, oh. and we really don't know how many emails he be getting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if, you I, if you gave me your IG, I could just DM you. What are you? Right. <laughs> but now he want them emails. He want them email likes. He gotta get them email likes up. I like I like hitting people DM because you can see if they read it or not. Right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a scene. It'd be like scene thirty two well, minutes ago. Well, and I'll be like this. <laughs> <laughs> right, because when they get the email, oh, I never got you. Right, right, right. right. I mean, all that the receipts come in handy, but yeah. it's hard to get re receipts on Gmail. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see that DM scene, you be like, yeah, I know you've seen it. And I saw you great type something. <laughs> right, right. And the, type, the three dots went away. Where them three dots go? Then they wasn't followed by no caption of a right. no shit. Then you start sending them emojis with the lie, like, what you doing? Yeah, I'll be like, somebody better have smacked your head, their phone out your hand in the middle of you typing. Oh, I thought your phone, your phone must have fell in the toilet. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, this has That's been excuse another... you always get. My phone fell in the toilet while I was texting. <laughs> this has been another episode of uh, Bruising Banter Podcast. Check out uh, Delaware Beer Week 2023. <laughs> Whoa. Coming soon. Black, uh, Black Beer Week, America. Return of the Mark Morrison. He'll be uh, back. Until With next EP. time, it's 163. Until next time. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>